0: You know, we are in a very small family, the AFLC. Um, I didn't know it until this morning that uh, Isaiah and I are related. He is uh, related to me through marriage. His brother married my niece, Ashley. And you know what, that's the way our church is as well, that we are a small church body, so I bring you greetings from my church home, Minnesota Valley, which is down the road, of course. Uh, You have many opportunities uh, to worship in different places and you've chosen to be here in Shakopee. Uh, We live in Apple Valley, as do the Marstoners. Some people said, well, why do you wanna move to Minneapolis after living out in the country in Park River and I tell people, because my wife said so. <laughs> and that's, that's pretty true. Um, and then, why Minnesota Valley? Why did we go there? Um, that's the first church that I served as an intern, intern pastor. And so, uh, we have friends that are there as well. And so, I bring you greetings from Minnesota Valley, Pastor Tom Olson and our church family there. I bring you greetings from North Holm, Minnesota, where I was uh, three weeks ago. Uh, they are with, the, well, they do have a pastor, Pastor Luke Burnson. and um, so I bring you greetings from Hope and Bethesda. They think they're on the end of the line, way out in nowhere. I serve a church in Ontonagon, Michigan, Redeemer Free Lutheran Church, they think they're on the end of the line. They're on the, actually on the end of the road. Uh, Highway 45 ends right at, at and into Lake Superior. So I do bring you greetings from that church family as well. Uh, from uh, Emmanuel, which I've also had the privilege to serve uh, many different times in Kenyon, Minnesota, and they are without a pastor. So uh, continue to pray for your sister churches around the AFLC. I went to uh, our seminary, I went to our Free Lutheran Bible School where I met my wife Ruth, and um, also on to uh, Valley City State College, the finest university in North America. And so I went on from there to the Free Lutheran Seminary which is on the same campus as our Bible school, Bible college, we have to call it now. Old dogs are hard to retrain. And on from there to Bemidji, Minnesota. After that, uh, God called me into military service as an army chaplain, actually served as a reserve chaplain before that. Um, and then from, I went there from, to uh, Columbia, South Carolina was there for four years at Fort Jackson, and then uh, served at NATO headquarters, 1990 to 92, uh, through the first Persian Gulf War. And I've been wishing, been wondering what it would be like to be there today. Would love to see what's happening. We are living in unprecedented times. Uh, We have not seen what we're seeing today, being challenged by the country of Russia. Um, NATO has never been challenged in such an extreme manner uh, to try and end war before it starts, and, and we can't do that. We haven't been able to do that. But how challenging it would have been to uh, to been at NATO right now, uh, serving our country. As we look at the scripture today, please turn with me to Matthew chapter 3, and we'll be looking at the theme... Uh, the love of God displayed. And how is it displayed for you and I today? Uh, Matthew three, the verses we're going to focus in on, verses 13 through 17, but it's good to look and see what's ahead of that. And so I want to go back to John three, excuse me Matthew three, verses one um, into our verses and 8:17. In those days, John the Baptist came preaching in the desert of Judea and saying, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is near. This is he who was spoken of through the prophet Isaiah, the voice of one calling in the desert. Prepare the way of the Lord. Make straight paths for him. John's clothes were made of camel's hair, and he had a leather belt around his waist. His food, yeah, imagine this. You know, we, we eat weird stuff. Not John. He ate locusts and wild honey. People went out to him from Jerusalem and all Judea and the whole region of the Jordan. Confessing their sins, they were baptized by him in the Jordan River. But when he saw many of the Pharisees and Sadducees coming to where he was baptizing, he said to them, you brood of vipers, who warned you to flee from the coming wrath, produce fruit in keeping with repentance. And do not think you can say to yourselves, we have Abraham as our father. I tell you that out of these stones, God can raise up children for Abraham. The ax is already at the root of the trees. And every tree that does not produce good fruit will be cut down and thrown into the fire. I baptize you with water for repentance but after me will come one who is more powerful than i am whose sandals i am not fit to carry he will baptize you with the holy spirit and with fire his winnowing fork is in his hand and he will clear his threshing floor gathering his wheat into the barn and burning up the chaff with unquenchable fire it's interesting how god in in the word of god is it's separated that's one segment and then we come into this next segment that we're, we're at. Then Jesus, we need to look at then, you know what, what happened before that. Then Jesus came from Galilee to the Jordan to be baptized by John. But John tried to deter him saying, I need to be baptized by you. And do you come to me? Jesus replied, let it be so now. It is proper for us to do this to fulfill all righteousness, then John consented. As soon as Jesus was baptized, he went up out of the water. At that moment, heaven was opened, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and lighting on him, and a voice from heaven said, This is my Son, whom I love. With him I am well pleased. Would you please pray with me? This is your word, Heavenly Father. Set us apart by your truth. Your word is everlasting truth. Lord, may these moments we share today be the pinnacle of this service today as we look at the word, how how good it is to praise you and to worship you. But yet, Lord, how good it is to be still and to hear your word, to focus in on it, to learn of you. Father, bless this word to our hearts, we pray in Christ's name. Amen. Grace and peace be unto you. A few weeks ago, we celebrated Valentine's Day. Uh, Valentine's was huge in our house. My father was born on Valentine's Day. And my grandmother, who had 10 children, said that was God's gift of love to her on Valentine's Day. Uh, I can't even imagine that. It's a day in which we, we show to those that are precious to us. Despite these showings of love in our home, it took me a long time to understand why my parents loved me. Maybe you grew up in a home like I did. Um, We didn't really tell each other that we loved each other. Uh, Antel is a Slovak name, my mother, Her relatives came from Ireland, which the the Irish people, they're telling each other how much they love each other all the time. But not in our house. But every night, there was a kiss before we went to bed. Even up to uh, the time that my mother passed away at age 79, when we were together, there was a kiss each night. Well, a student. I called my mom and dad, and that was back in the day when we had real telephones, you know, and, and so I asked my mom and dad to get on, on each phone that we had in our house in Valley Forge, Pennsylvania, where I grew up. I said, I have a question to ask you. And so they split and they each found their phone, and um, I said, good, now I want to ask you, um, why do you love me? And there was a long pause. I mean a long pause. <laughs> and finally my father said, Well, we just do okay. And said, Okay, yeah, that's, that's good enough for me. In our gospel text for today, we see that God has displayed his love for all mankind. And we wonder, God, why do you love me? Have you ever had that feeling? You know that someone cares about you, but you don't know why. Why should God care about me? He just does, okay? And we're going to see three reasons why he does. First of all, God shows his love, and he displays his love. He demonstrates his love through the obedience of Jesus to fulfill all righteousness for you and me. Before Jesus began his work on earth, before he performed his first miracle, before he preached his first sermon or told his first parable, before Jesus went into the desert for 40 days to be tested, before he called his first disciple, he was baptized. There's a meaning for Jesus being baptized. and We wonder, you know, why would Jesus need to be baptized. John asked him that question, didn't he? I have need to be baptized by you, John said. The Baptist was proclaiming the word of God, that people needed to repent of their sins. The Pharisees and Sadducees were coming to Jesus, and he called them a brood of vipers. Just a... a, pile of snakes. I don't know about you, but I have no desire or love for snakes. If there's a little garter snake that gets out on the lawn when I'm cutting grass, it, it's really bad. We have a, a riding lawnmower and I'm like all, all all over the yard chasing that snake. It's 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 a bad thing. And John, he calls he calls the Pharisees and Sadducees, the leaders of the church, a brood of vipers. For that's what they were. They were white, Jesus called them whitewashed tombs. John said that his baptism was different than the baptism of Jesus. The Pharisees and Sadducees came to to lock, watch, and see what's going on. People were coming for the repentance of their sins. They were confessing that they were in need of a savior. They needed God in their life and they're, they're confessing their sins. How important that is to do that. We did that this morning in silent prayer. When things are going tough in your life and come to Pastor Dell, you, you got a heaviness that's on you, a sin that, that is just beating you up, come to Pastor Dell. Knock on the door of the church office and confess that sin John said, I baptize you with water for repentance, but he was coming after me is mightier than I, and I'm not even fit to carry his sandals. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. Jesus came to John to be baptized, and John said, why do you come to me? I, I need to come to you. Jesus said the reason was really clear. For the repentance of sin. Was Jesus a sinner? No, no, he wasn't. But it's here at the beginning of his ministry that he brings your sin and my sin to the Father. It's there in the Jordan River that Jesus received this baptism of repentance for you and me. For the nastiest, deep, darkest sin it could ever possibly be, that's what Jesus took to the river with him. As I watched the news this morning, Vladimir Putin has put his nuclear forces um, on high alert. Never, never in world history has that ever happened. For and I and I'm going to call that sin. You know, attacking a defenseless nation, uh, and the Ukrainian people are doing an amazing job to defend their own country, but totally unprovoked for pride to take over. It's that sin. In the grossest sin we can think of that Jesus took on him and he repented of that sin. It is at the cross that Jesus paid the price for that sin. His ministry focused on all of that, knowing you and I, knowing what was yet to come, what we would do, what we would say, the actions that we would do, the evil that would come from our own hearts. As we come to God in baptism, a different baptism than the kind that John offered, we acknowledge that we need God and ask his Holy Spirit to enter the life of our child. We bring them to the Lord in baptism. We believe that little one comes to faith in Jesus. That God, you know, what do we bring when we bring a little one to the altar, to the baptismal font? we bring a sinner in need of the grace of God. And as Jesus said, let the little children come unto me and forbid them not, for as such as these belongs the kingdom of heaven. We bring nothing. And God so graciously blesses us. Baptism was the beginning of Jesus' ministry, and so it is only the beginning for us too. The daily walk with God goes much further than remembering that we were baptized and confirmed. Pastor Ken Penty, one of our very first evangelists, said at a summer Bible camp years ago, a walk with Jesus does not look to the distant past, but the, to the new and fresh realities of how God is working in our lives today. Jesus began his work on earth in a total obedience to God, lowering himself, uh, coming down from the glory of heaven uh, to this sin-sick world on our behalf. Throughout the life of Jesus, we can see Jesus continuing to do that. Jesus loved to visit the tax gatherers. He heard people come and meet with him in the middle of the night like Nicodemus. Jesus reached out and he touched lepers and healed them. Jesus spoke to the Samaritan woman at the well even though Jesus felt that the Samaritans, the Jews of that day, felt that they were second class citizens while still believing in the same God. Jesus humbled himself to wash the feet of the disciples. Jesus visited with an adulteress. Her sorrow brought her to tears. She washed Jesus' feet with her tears and dried his feet with her hair. God displays his love through the obedience of Jesus to fulfill righteousness that you and I could not do. Secondly, God shows his love through the descending of the Holy Spirit to work with and support the work of God, the work of Jesus. Immediately as Jesus was baptized by showing his willingness to serve man, he got up out of the water, he stands on the shore, and this dove lands on Jesus. Martin Luther said that he believed the dove used because the spirit, that God used the dove because the spirit of God is, is friendly. And because it comes without bitterness and wrath, the spirit desires to show us that he has no anger towards us, but is ready help to become godly, to be saved. I like watching birds, love, love watching birds. we had a bird feeder in our house in Park River. And we knew that there was a pecking order of who came into the, into the, uh, into the bird feeder. One morning as my mother-in-law, Margaret Munfram was there, she loved birds. And I said, Mom, how, how are the birds this morning? She said, they're not coming, this mangy squirrel is in the bird feeder. And so I said, okay, uh, that's all right. And I went and got my shotgun. <laughs> and as the squirrel is leaping out, I, I got him and threw him over the bank of the river. I came in the house and my mother-in-law said, he, he didn't eat that much. <laughs> yeah. there, there is a pecking order of birds, aren't there? You know, the Canadian blue jays, uh, the crossbills, they take over a bird feeder and, and the chickadees and, and uh, goldfinches don't have a chance until the big boys get their way. But the dove is, is a pretty good sized bird and it is meek and mild. The purpose of God's Holy Spirit is a lot like the dove to uplift the brokenhearted, as Tim read from our Old Testament lesson today. That's what God does for us to bring healing. We hear those words, and I'm not going to read all of them. Say to those with fearful hearts, be strong and do not worry, or do not fear, your God will come with vengeance, with divine retribution. He will come to save you. Then the eyes of the blind will be open and the ears of the deaf unstopped. Then the lame will leap like a deer and the mute tongue shout for joy. Water will gush forth in the wilderness and streams in the desert. And that's what God's Holy Spirit does for for you and I, to bring healing, to rest, purpose. Jesus left the Jordan River. It says there, uh, Matthew 4, 1, Uh, to be led by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. Upon baptism, the Holy Spirit comes into the life of the child and instructs that little one in the ways of God through mom and dad, through Sunday school teachers, and through our whole congregation. We remember the words that that mom and dad share with the pastor at the baptismal font. I renounce the devil in all his works and all his ways. I believe in God the Father, Son and Holy Spirit. And those words are repeated again years later by that child who goes through confirmation. I'm going to share with you a confirmation story at the close today. But that as you go through confirmation that's a very important time. I've instructed my students in years past this is maybe your first step in becoming an adult taking on your own what God has in store for you. The Holy Spirit works in the heart of the believer that is seeking him. We know the fruit of the Spirit. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such there is no law. As a student at Bible school, my grandmother and I wrote letters back and forth. And I really came to a great understanding of who God is and who I am. And I wrote my grandmother and said, Grandma, I finally have arrived. And and she wrote back a quick letter, I hope not. She said, I haven't arrived yet. And she was a godly, godly lady. She prayed me through Bible school, through college and through seminary and died two days after I was ordained, October 24th of 1982. Have we mastered the fruits of the spirit? Nope, I sure haven't. It's at those times when when our patience is wearing thin, when we wonder Why are things going so crazy? I don't like it. We come to an awareness of how we need to seek God. To let His patience take over. There is that one person in our life that is really hard to love. Do you do you have somebody like that in your family or in in school that you don't want to be their friend? Uh, They don't want to be your friend, and God says, you need to be their friend, right? Somebody at work who hassles you all the time. Um, God calls us and he fills us with his spirit. We do not receive one filling of God's spirit. But as we call upon God, seeking him first in our lives, the spirit comes in dwells in us we can't get away from him I want to share one quick story about baptism my friend Ryan who is a EMT paramedic um, for Walsh County uh, in North Dakota when he came to know Jesus he was a big man and I'm, I'm telling you he's, he was a big guy like 400 and some pounds and he wanted me to baptize him and it wasn't at the baptismal font. It was at Dam. And so I enlisted the help of a couple big guys to, to help me. And uh, I had never done an immersion before. And so Ryan got baptized in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Three times he got dunked. And, and then I was later told you only need to do it one time. And you know, that was a standout time for Ryan with our congregation standing up on the shore watching what happened. And he accepted that with great joy. And Ryan battles with severe things going on. As he is an EMT, he's on the road and he sees the worst of things in Walsh County and leads many to be EMTs. It's through the grace of God, through the Holy Spirit working in his life, that that God is blessing Ryan more and more. Third, as we look at this passage, we see that God shows His love to us by His acceptance. After Jesus was baptized, a voice came out of heaven and said, "This is my beloved Son in whom I am well pleased." the obedience of Christ, taking on our sin at the river and at the cross, God said, I am well pleased. At this point, God accepted what Jesus was going to do for us by dying on the cross. This was an actual voice that others heard, an actual dove that landed on him. John the Baptist, as we see in the Gospel of John, a different John, is recorded. The next day John saw Jesus coming and said, Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. John got it, didn't he? I have beheld the Spirit of God descending as a dove out of heaven and remaining on him. And I did not recognize him but he who sent me to baptize in the water said to me he upon whom you see the spirit descending and remaining upon this is the one who baptized with the Holy Spirit. And I have seen and have borne witness that this is the son of God. God's acceptance of Jesus is very important to you and I. He accepts you for who you are. Have you ever experienced prejudice, not being admitted somewhere? I ride motorcycle. And uh, I left Sturgis one year, and by myself, I'm dressed in my leather uh, jacket and chaps, and I walk into a restaurant, and people came and they went, they came and they went. And I stood there and watched and saw tables being set, and people served, and finally a waitress came up to me, and she said "Sir." we don't serve people like you here. (laughs) Wow. We want to be accepted. We want to accept others for who they are, uh, no matter what color, no matter what race they are. In our confirmation, as we finish up Each student meets one-on-one, one one with the pastor and all of the deacons, um, and they're on the hot seat. And questions are asked of that confirmation student. And I remember one student, um, the question was brought to them, where will you go when you die? And this young man said, I'll go to heaven. Well, good. Good. And then the next question was, so there you are standing before Jesus, and he says, why should I let you in? And that student said, he will never ask me that question. Jesus knows me. That was my son, Ben, uh, that Isaiah knows. God knows you, That question will not be asked of you as you enter glory. No greater love story has ever been written than the message that God has for us in sending his son to be our savior. And we see this story, the love story, going back into Genesis all the way through the book of Revelation. He has done this for you. Do you feel sometimes uh, of asking God, uh, God, why do you love me? He just does, okay? (laughs) He sent a son Jesus into this world for you. Do you know him? Have you come to that place in your life where you said, Jesus, I need you? Today would be a great day to come to him. Say, Jesus, I need you. Can't do it without you. He went to the river for you. He took uh, your sin upon him. Went to the cross for you. And here we find the acceptance of God for you, for me. Let us pray. Eternal God, you have given us so much. More than we could ever ask for mom and dad's have given us so much more than we really deserve. How thankful I am, oh God, to have a mom and dad who loved you, who raised me to know you. I'm thankful that I, I can't remember a day in my life that I have not known you. Father, I pray for that one today who is maybe standing at a crossroads and doesn't know where eternity will end up for them. That God, may this be that day. Acknowledging what you have done for them and how much you love them. Lord, go with your people today. Help us as we seek to love and serve you. We pray in Christ's name. Amen.